0: People told me I couldn't do a lot of things. I feel like I'm the chosen one.
1: Look at this. We created this. This didn't exist before we were here. All we are is proud and passionate. I love Toronto. I love this team. And we're going to the, the NBA. To win our Nothing. Nothing matters but winning. Welcome back to episode 91 of Rap so Weekly. I'm your co-host Gabriel Chelio alongside. Hi, I'm Kisuchi. And today we're going to be talking about the Kyle Lowry sign and trade to the Miami Heat. There's going to be a whole lot to talk about. Um, really what happened was free agency opened Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and there was a lot of rumors of the Kyle Lowry deal will happen at six o'clock on the dot. So we waited a bit and later on a couple hours after uh, it was official Lowry was going to the Miami Heat. However we didn't know what was involved on our end. We didn't know if there was uh, what was in return in the sign and trade. We didn't know if there was another team involved, and I think that was one of the big factors that we'll talk about a little bit. Um, so we were kind of unaware of what was going on. That's why we haven't really uh talked about it. We waited about a week or so to get the information before we released a podcast. So we're going to talk about all that. Um, but first, as always, please like and subscribe. Check us out on Instagram, Matt Rapsville, for NBA News and Raptors content. And leave your comments down below. Let's get some appreciation comments for Kyle Lowry. And I think that's an appropriate place to start. Before we talk about our reactions and specifics to the trade, I think we should just start with saying thank you to Kyle Lowry for the absolutely amazing uh, run he's had with our franchise. Everything that he's done for our franchise, you know, becoming uh, a well-known orga- organization and an organization that had a character given to them as a hard-working basketball organization. And he helped get the city of Toronto. The country of Canada behind this team. He helped get other teams and other players to respect us. He did a lot. He is undoubtedly the greatest Raptor of all time. His contribution is, is unmatched, uh, to this team every day, day in and day out, being a leader on the floor, um, inspiring many young players, you know, Fred, he's got different mentees, um, and inspiring everyone, you know, He had a whole lot of contributions, 601 total games played for the Raptors, 10,540 points, almost 3,000 rebounds, 4,277 assists. He's a six-time NBA All-Star and, of course, a 2019 NBA champion. He did a whole lot for this franchise. He leads a bunch of records now, assists, games played, points. So his mark will never be forgotten, and I just really want to thank him for the time and effort continuously that he's given to us, both on and off the court.
0: Yeah, he's the manufacturer of Toronto basketball. From his leadership qualities to helping all the young guys, everything his play on the court, uh, his desire to win, and he's not just a journeyman that came here. He won a championship. He did what he needed to do in a Raptors uniform. And he, and the the really cool thing is he started from the ground up. He didn't have he didn't have much in the 2013 season to work with. And slowly, slowly, he built the team up. Him and Masai talked, got free agents, whatever, made deals. And he was the leader throughout. And uh, And he was really the captain of the ship that led us to that first NBA championship in 2019. And he is a winner everywhere he's been. Villanova, Toronto. He, he is a winner. He is just a winner. And I thank Kyle Lowry
1: for everything he's done and his nine years of stay here in Toronto. Yeah, I think we I think we did a good job covering that, Adam. So let's talk about the trade itself. The information has now come out that we have signed and traded Kyle Lowry to the Miami Heat in exchange for Goran Dragic and Precious Ochoa. I believe the reason it took a whole week for information to come out is that we were looking to flip Dragic because he is uh, quite old, 35, 36, and his contract's almost $20 million. And we didn't want that. Obviously, it's like a worse version of Kyle Lowry's. And we were trying to get something out of him. And I think a lot of other teams didn't want him. There was a lot of talk about the Dallas Mavericks being involved and then giving up something for him. But then after Dallas, it came out that Dallas didn't want his contract. So they didn't want to take him. So um, I think after a while, I don't believe Masai found any spot for Dragic to land and we couldn't flip him for two players or younger players or cheaper players. So we ended up taking him. So that being said, there's a lot to think about with this trade, Adam, right? Obviously, there's the part of us that doesn't want to get rid of Kyle Lowry, but if you play Devil's Advocate, um, he did sign for almost 30 million million three three years. Do you want to be paying a 38-year-old $30 million? Um, we already thought that this year he shouldn't be getting as much as he did. Obviously, he missed a lot of the season, and he didn't have the best performance in most games. And I thought, okay, if we're going to re-sign him, I'm expecting maybe at max $20 million. He's got to take a pay cut if we're going to, yeah. Turn this team around and make a, a new start to this franchise. So that alone kind of gives an Im- indication of maybe why we shouldn't have kept uh, a hold of them, right?
0: Yeah, and uh, 30 million is, I think, is a little bit too much, obviously, for his age. And then with the pieces in return, I thought we could have got good pieces from Dallas if we did flip Dragic there. And I know he wanted to play with Dončić as he did on, uh, on the national team. So I think that we could have got Dwight Powell uh, or Collie Stein as one of the bigs or Reggie Bullock as a forward or a guard. Um, but I, th- I think by keeping Dragic, he can give a little bit more support to Malachi Flynn on, uh, on the bench because Malachi had a great performance today in the first summer league game, uh, scoring 23 points. So he really stood out there. And I think having him and Dragic beside him uh, would really work in his favor and give him that experience uh, beside him. And uh, Achua, on the other hand, has played with Dragic, and they probably both will be on the bench. Um, so I think they'll have good chemistry there, and that's really uh, the benefits of that. But I, I really think the Raptors could have got more for Kyle Lowry. He's such a big name, and uh, everyone knows who he is, what he's done in Toronto. And it's just, I think the Raptors got fleeced on this one, uh, but they did get what they could. Time was running out. And uh, honestly, I think Messiah waited too long in the free agency. Uh,
1: the argument could be made for sure that he should have been maybe dealt with at that trade deadline when all the talk okay. was happening. We might have gotten more out of him at that time. And then you're put in a tough position in free agency. Um, you know, at least he didn't walk and we got something in return. I just feel like, like you said, we could have got more. Uh, obviously the Drogich thing, you don't want his contract as well. That's the reason we we're trying to flip. And we definitely could have got some decent pieces from Dallas. And that didn't work out. And we did see a lot of other big name free agents walk. I think Precious is a nice young player to keep a hold of. Um, but if you think about it, there was a lot of centers and big men and stuff, big guys that we wanted. Like, why don't we take him? Why don't we take him? Our name's never attached to them. But, if you think about some of it, like there's a there's a part of me that obviously wants, we want to compete, we want to be competitive. You want We need the center, we should pick up a center. But at the same time, do you want to sign someone like Drummond or Jared Allen to, or Jared Allen maybe is a little bit younger, but like Drummond or some older big man who's not as good, do you want to sign them to a super long deal with tons of money already spent? Because now you just, you don't have the cap space, you don't have the, the market to play around in you can't acquire a superstar sometime in the future if you got these guys locked into huge contracts and we're not I currently believe that we are not in a point to compete for a championship even if we did add a decent center if we're getting rid of Kyle Lowry I don't think a center turns us into a championship team maybe a, a playoff team obviously a contending team but I don't think we're a championship ready team with that addition so personally I kind of understand. Maybe why Masai didn't go for it, because he thinks that it's not going to be worth it at the moment because there we won't, we won't be enough push to get us there. Um, but obviously there is the argument of wanting to stay competitive and wanting to still be in the playoffs and whatnot. That's obviously a valid argument in itself. So I do understand, obviously, the upset Raptors fans. And we're upset in our, our own regards. I know you as well, Adam. So yeah. it's kind of a, a tough line to follow on what side you're going to take here.
0: Well, it's a very strange scene here because you got Masai and Bobby saying last season that they made a mistake, uh, not signing a big man at the deadline and, and, uh, not picking anyone up. But then obviously in this draft, okay, they, they drafted guards. I guess maybe they wanted, they wanted the guards or they really liked those personnel as players or whatever. But now in this free agency period, Masai waited so, so long. And let all these guys you're talking about Drummond, Allen, Holmes resign and probably gave no offers. And it's it's heartbreaking because now we do not have a traditional big. Our best traditional big in terms of size would be Birch or Gillespie if he makes the team this year. Um, but other than that, we do not have a traditional big. And we need usually you need two solid bigs in the NBA to obviously compete. And we we do have Birch who can play center and, in my opinion, is a great, great, great player and uh, can start for the team. Um, but I do think if we want to really compete, he is a great backup choice for us. Um, but there's not much to say here. I think it's just Messiah and Bobby made a mess out of this one. Uh, probably looking at the contract numbers, probably had a lot going on with the Drogic and then Lowry leaving. And then obviously trying to re-sign guys like Gary Trent, and then obviously re-signing Burch. So their minds are probably uh, uh, swirling right now. They probably have so much uh, to do, but they really wasted a lot of time and uh, got stuck in the situation.
1: I'm seeing a very much two to three year trajectory of this team. You know, looking at the signing of Gary Trent Jr., they paid quite a lot of money, which I didn't think they would. Um, and you look at the lineup; you got Fred. You know, very, very young. Uh, Siakam, young, Birch. You know, they're all under 30. Uh, and then you got Trenton and Obi, who are both very young. You got Ochua very young, Flynn, very young, Barnes, very young. We have a lot of guys that are young, and I think um, need to develop quite a bit if we think this team will turn into it that championship-contending team. So right now, I do see like a two to three-year trajectory. Uh, when all of these players have gotten better and this roster of young, good players turns into a, a roster of um, fantastic in their prime players. And the addition of that superstar at that time, I think will push us over the edge. So right now I do think as a Raptors fan, we shouldn't be getting too excited in the next two years. Cause I don't think we'll, unless it's an underdog story, I don't think that we're going to have fantastic runs. I think we're kind of in that rebuild stage. But I think uh, if you look at the lineup, Adam, I do think it is a nice lineup with a nice young squad. And it will be exciting to watch. You know, you have Fred, Trent, Ananobi, Siakam, and Birch. And then off the bench right now, you have Flynn, Drogic, Barnes, Ochuwa, and Boucher.
0: Yeah, and it's it's a great
1: time, I think, for
0: the Raptors uh, to really switch uh, to a younger core uh, because of all, all the, the team stacking we've seen and all the super teams that are, that are coming in the East with the Bucks, the Nets, the Heat. There, there's so, the Bulls, uh, picking up Lonzo, Levine. So there's, there's so many, uh, great teams in the East now that I think it was the right time, uh, that Masai did go young. And yeah, I, I really think, uh, now's the time, uh, to really, uh, exploit that. But, uh, if our goal, I think, For the for this season, I'm honestly thinking maybe seventh or eighth, trying to sneak into a playoff spot and uh, and see some playoff basketball. Um, That's honestly what I think is the is the best uh, the the best option. Gabe, you think they could go farther and you think maybe winning a round or two?
1: Uh, it's gonna. I think it would be a long shot. Honestly, I would love that seventh, eighth. Let's say competitive with the young core. Um. Getting some playoff experience, that would definitely help them down the road. I don't know if they'll have it in them to win multiple rounds, but maybe one round if they somehow got lucky. But if we're looking at 7th, 8th, obviously we're going to be versing some top dogs. It it will be very hard. Um, But, hey, I I think that, like you said, I think it was a great time for Messiah to pull that rebuild. Because you're losing Kyle Lowry, Um, you, you might as well go young and keep it young. Like you said, there's a lot of super teams that have emerged we talked about it a little bit before, you and I, Adam. There's about like four or five like super teams and then eight to ten like very much competitive playoff teams in the league. So the race for the title looks very slim unless you had a super big change, which we weren't capable of at the moment with our current roster and cap space and whatnot. And we've just been losing players year after year with Abaka, with Kawhi. It's just Danny. It's just guys that walk away from the team that I think that, like you said, I think it was a good time that we kind of sit back and maybe take the chance to rebuild a bit.
0: And that's the hard thing about the Raptors. I feel like when superstars leave Toronto, we don't get the the most value out of them. Like DeRozan was obviously Kawhi, but when Kawhi left, we didn't get nothing in return. He left in free agency. Now Lowry regained Dragic and Achua, which is is two good players, but we could have got more. So I feel like other teams are really taking advantage, uh, taking advantage when superstars do leave and getting uh, full trade value, which the Raptors haven't capitalized on, which isn't their fault. Um, they believed in Kawhi would resign and he didn't, so that's not really their fault. But anyway, yeah, I think that uh, seventh or eighth would honestly uh, be a good run, and I just hope to see sparks of uh, brilliance this season. I'm not expecting. Um, a lot of consistency because of all the new players coming into the roster, all the probably the G League moves that are going up and down, trying on new guys. I'm not really looking for consistency. I'm just looking for sparks of brilliance, uh, different lineups that can work. And, uh, yeah, and if we, if we can win, go 500. I'm totally happy with that. Just show that we can win and slowly, slowly get our young core more experience and then build our way up.
1: The potential will be big for this team. If we can see great potential... I think I'll have some hope for the future. If I see um, you know, Fred OG taking that next step, if I see Siakam change what I haven't liked in the past, if I see Trent become consistent and become a, a good scorer, if I see Barnes be this great player that he's been uh, claimed to be, If I see all these little things happen with the young guys, I think that's what I want from this season. I don't expect us to win a lot of games, just like last season. I didn't expect it, and I was stuck with that reality. So this season, it's the same thing. And like you said, I'm just hoping for that change in the future. I I want a little bit of hope. I want to see, you know, is Barnes the next Giannis? You know, Is is there something that gives us a spark of excellence, something that can give us a little tease that maybe it's possible? Maybe he is on that right track.
0: Yeah, and uh, I also thought of uh, looking at our bench unit uh, this upcoming season. Uh, I saw a little bit of an issue. We got Dragic. We're probably going to start uh Flynn and Dragic at the guards. And then we're starting Boucher and Uchua, um at the power forward and center. And I just feel like like the size, like I notice a lot of uh, big bruisers come in off the bench in the NBA, a lot of veteran guys with a lot of muscle strength that can't really move too much but have a lot of IQ and a lot of strength um come in off the bench and I feel like the Raptors will have trouble with those guys having Achua Boucher and then already going really small with with and Flynn on the defensive end I feel like we're really going to be small and that that's really going to be an issue next season
1: yeah I think I've seen Achua play his his weight listed seems light because like when you look at him he looks a little bit bigger and he plays a very aggressive style on the inside I think that it's gonna be a matter of uh if we're going two guys that are a little shorter, they're gonna to have to just work together one guy box one guy jump for the board, and I think we'll definitely find teams where we struggle against you saw like Dwight Howard a big bully we might we might notice it, but I think that for the most part we'll probably be able to hold our own off the bench if we have both those guys working together, plus you got Barnes another player who's got good vertical super long wingspan. I think they'll be able to find a way to munch up those boards so you know what? I, I think that we could do it. I, I Like you said, I it could cause some trouble. And even on offense, if you're looking at it, it might be a little tricky. These guys kind of fitting together. Uh, you're going to have Boucher trying to stretch. Barnes and Ochua can't really shoot. It, it's going to be tough this year, to say the least. Yeah, it's
0: going to be a lot of mixing and matching for for Nurse. And even maybe we see Barnes... Uh, off that bench unit as the center. We don't know. He could play point guard. He could play small forward. He could play center. He's kind of like a versatile guy. You could just throw in where you need him. And, uh, yeah, I think we're also going to see a little bit of Barnes playing with the starting unit, which is really going to be exciting, see, seeing what he could do with those guys,
1: because that's really the core future that we have going forward. Yeah, I agree. I, I can see um, possibly at the start of the the games as the first sub, I think maybe Birch coming off and Barnes coming in, moving maybe Siakam to the five, OG to the four, Barnes to the three or whatnot. But then yeah. Barnes takes over as a ball handler. I think I could see it happening. We, there was a lot of talk about him in the starting lineup. So it's a possibility. I'm sure Nick Nurse will try it out, taking out the center and putting in Barnes, scoring small ball and running gun. So I think we'll definitely see that for sure. Uh And kind of talking about it, they, today was their first uh summer league game. Like we said, um, Barnes had a chance to play. Flynn had a chance to play. And uh, some of our other guys, Gillespie, were there. And they had a little bit of a uh, shine. Do you want to make any comments on that, Adam, that game?
0: Uh, yeah, uh, I liked uh, Champagne's game. I really liked his game. I thought he played really well, as well as Matt Morgan, um, our 905 veteran. He's, he's played there for a while. Um, we obviously saw the great performance of Flynn, which I mentioned earlier, and Barnes. Uh, showed a lot of versatility. Great defensive uh, leader. I'm really liking that. Great playmaking ability. And his shot's not as bad as it looks. And uh, I'm really I'm really liking that. I mean, uh, there's also this other guy, uh, Ish Wainwright. I uh, really liked how he played. He's almost like a PJ Tucker, a young PJ Tucker, which I, I really found funny. But I thought he uh, played really, really, really good as well. Um, I didn't like uh, Freddie Gillespie's game today. I, I found he was a bit sloppy and... Uh, doing some uncharacteristic unchar- things that he usually doesn't do. Uh, but other than that, we got the dub against a very uh, experienced Knicks, Knicks team uh, that has a lot of NBA-ready uh, guys in their roster, top and quickly, a lot of guys that played in the NBA. So,
1: Yeah, it's going to be fun watching the Summer League over the next uh, you know bit get some basketball back in our system, and we'll keep track of how they're doing. Maybe we'll have another video on, on them sometime soon. But yeah, I think that pretty much covers the Lowry situation so i think we'll leave off at on that so yeah thank you thank you everybody for watching we hope you enjoyed please like and subscribe check us out on instagram at rapsville for nba news and raptors content leave your comments down below we hope you enjoyed that's us signing out peace
0: you know, people don't really understand how obsessed i am with winning it's not i don't care about anything else